You're listening to Education Experts with EDX Education. Education is evolving. Join Heather Welch from EDX Education chatting with teachers, psychologists, parents, authors, creatives, and other talented experts to keep up with the trends and what's happening from around the globe. This podcast series from EDX Education discusses home learning, school readiness, being creatives, changing in education, discussing what's next, hands-on learning, or as we like to say, learning through play. Welcome everyone, I'm Heather Welch from EDX Education. Today I'll be in conversation with Dr. Fu Chung. Dr. Fu Chung is Deputy Director at ITE of School and Business Services. It's based in Singapore, which has a holistic approach to education, hands-on, minds-on, hearts-on. Dr. Fu Chung is a passionate and seasoned leader in education and business, having completed his Doctor of Business Administration at University of Canberra, Great Australian University. He has an inquisitive mind and a strong desire to create value through innovation and effective management. Today, we're chatting to Dr. Fu Chung about the importance of education, the ITE model, courses offered, trends in education for Singapore, and so much more. Welcome, Dr. Fu Chung. How are you today? I'm great. How are you, Heather? Thank you for inviting me. I'm very well indeed. It's great to have you here. That's great. I was just wondering if you could introduce your passion for business and education management. Okay. Innovation is actually is a very important topic, you know, in 21st century for both business and education. So I embarked on this uh, most, most likely because of, you know, my encounter with, uh, you know, business leaders and also educators. We want to innovate, make sure our education is very much well in line with the industry needs and we are connected with the industry future as well. So we want to make sure our, our education will provide training for future ready, you know, well-skilled employees. So that's actually what we are passionate, what we are doing and, and passionate about. And this is something, uh, you know, it's a big topic. We may spend a little bit more time discuss further later on. And I will share with you some examples as well. Thank you. Now I have to say, now I don't know if everyone knows this, but I actually worked in IT um, when I was living in Singapore and really enjoyed it. And I have to say, one of the most important things I found is when you first started in ITE, is they did this program and it actually, what do you call it? They you do, I think it's eight modules or nine modules, and they introduce you to the way that ITE approach when you first started right. as a lecturer. What's it called? The uh, now it's called Eight Tech Program. It's basically a training program to prepare industry practitioners to smoothly transit into IT system, focusing on preparing them in terms of pedagogy, in terms of student management, in terms of counseling skills, in terms of uh, education assessments, how to set papers, how to you know, set the right level of questions to help students to learn in the education settings. And more importantly, it also focuses on how a hands-on approach is applied in this particular career and technical education setting. Yeah. I think that's one of the most important things that we could probably explain to our listeners today is that talking about the IT model and the benefits in learning for students. I mean, my understanding, it's a hands-on approach to learning. Can you explain the ethos of this? Uh, okay. So ITE is basically a post-secondary school education institution providing career and technical education for one quarter of secondary school leavers in Singapore. And uh, it offers a national IT certificate called NITEC, High National ID Certificate, High NITEC, technical diplomas, which, which is offered uh, with foreign reputable institutions, and most recently, work study diplomas. I will explain this later on. And it's education's philosophy, just as you mentioned, is called hands-on, minds-on, hearts-on. Hands-on means 
for technical education or skill-based training, we very much focus on practical skills. Indeed, IT curriculum, you know, with a large proportion of it, we focus on lab-based training to make sure students will be adequately prepared in terms of uh, skills acquisition, as well as understanding work processes, make sure they are competently prepared for the workforce. Mindsong very much focus on analytical thinking, problem solving, and critical thinking skills. You know, for 21st century skills, these are important. And to make sure all of them are well prepared to be able to handle the changing, you know, economic situations and also the skills required in the industry. As to Hazong is focusing on values education and also make sure students will be able to have a global perspective as far as training is concerned. So with this hands-on, minds-on, hands-on approach, we endeavor to provide a holistic learning environment to make sure students will be well-equipped, well-prepared as a career-ready, life-ready, and work-ready graduates. And we also want to make sure they will be a confident and well-rounded graduates. So this is what we are trying to do here. Well, I remember doing a lot of work with the community. So with the community clubs, then we also were part of, I think, was it the Masters Swimming? And with the, all of the students were the volunteers and they, all, they always had this hands-on experience that, you know, you wouldn't get at a lot of education institutions. So it was one of those really lovely experiences as a lecturer and also as a student to go through having that real world, real work learning experience. And I think that IT definitely do that really well, all those community projects. So that brings me to, you know, how has the last 12 months affected teaching at ITE with all these, I know, well, in the UK, we've had schools closed. We've had a whole lot of different experiences. I'd love to hear what happened in Singapore. Oh, yeah. I think we are no exceptions. Indeed, COVID-19 have swept across the whole entire world and Singapore was no exceptions. And uh, indeed, we started full home-based learning started on 8 April 2020 as a part of circuit breaker measures the government implemented. So all schools, you know, from kindergarten to all the way to universities have to implement full home-based learning, we call HBL in short. So most of, most of institutions are not well prepared, I have to admit that, even including ITE. And indeed, teachers are struggling, you know, with how to effectively engage, you know, learners from, you know, day-to-day, face-to-face learning to a day-to-day, fully remote-based online learning. And engagement is a key. And also, teachers also need to strive to cover curriculum content to make sure the learning is not compromised. And students also face the kind of challenges. You know, for instance, some students, they don't have a dedicated laptops. And you know, many school assignments have to use laptop to complete. In the past, they, they, they used to use, uh, you know, school computer labs. And now, because full home-based learning, they have to do it at home using their smartphone. But you know, smartphone cannot use for eight hours a day, five <laughs> days a week. So we have to find laptop for them, you know. And also some of the needy students, they also look for, you know, food vouchers or financial support to make sure, they, you know, the ends meet. So there are different kinds of challenges facing by, you know, both staff and students. So it's not easy. And we the progress of, you know, circuit breaker and also teachers more settled in this kind of uh, online teaching, students settled in the online learning environment. So we learn through the experience and also learn from one another. So we form community practice and on a weekly basis, we will share with one, one another. Indeed, personally, I also, you know, doing blogging with my colleagues 
and sharing some of the uh, academic literature on how to effectively engage learners. So there are certain tips and the practices we share, you know, between the teachers, lecturers, students, you know, we work together to see how best we're able to make the teaching and learning more effective. Now we are into the uh, phase three of Circuit Breaker, whereby we work on team A and team B, and the students and staff will come, you know, come back to school on alternate weeks, you know, to study on campus. And the other week, they will be study from work from home or, or, or study from home. Yeah. Oh, so you haven't gone back to a full workforce or students back yet? Uh, not yet. And uh, indeed, we are in, embarking on blended learning mode. Uh, even though right now this, the, the COVID-19 is well under control, uh, the government is cautious, you know, and uh, we are actually looking at the, about 75, 80% of, you know, staff and students returning to campus on any given day. So we are still working on team A and team B approach and alternative weeks, you know, the staff and students will come back. So this also posed some challenges, you know, for uh, vocational technical training, we're very, very much on hands-on skills. So you, we recognize certain skill sets, it has to practice in order to be able to be competent, to able to acquire fully. So because of that, we're trying to uh, arrange the blended learning in such a way, some of the critical hands-on practice or tests has to be arranged on campus in order to make sure the lectures will be able to facilitate the teacher and learning more effectively. So we're trying to, you know, walk along the way to make sure teacher and learning will not be affected as much. Yeah. That's one of the amazing things when you walk into IT College Central CC and you walk in and there's a Boeing, is it a 737 and there's a half a ship as well and this is all the real life experience that they get. I mean, these are amazing hands-on experiences that they can have. Have you found, have you used AI, like artificial intelligence or virtual learning for the students? Have you been able to do that where they can do it from home and still have the hands-on approach? Yeah, definitely. You know, innovation is always something, you know, we very much want to work on and uh, we really want to evolve our teaching and learning to make sure how we're able to leverage on technology, on innovation, on digitalization to help teach and learning to facilitate this. And indeed, before this session, I have one colleague came in. She actually shared with me their department using AI chatbot to help students, you know, to make sure some of the student services functions will be able to carry out by the AI chatbot. And also another department from engineering school, they actually came up with a AI chatbot project by the name of Larry to help facilitate engineering students for internship program whereby many questions students will ask to do with internship, in terms of working hours, in terms of, you know, their welfare, in terms of, you know, if you have anything, how to report to, report to whom, MC and so on and so forth, will be addressed by AI chatbot. And then teachers will be relieved to focus on more high value adding kind of works and services to help students, to help, you know, the uh, IA company, internship company work more effectively. So AI actually is one of the important areas, you know, we see to help us to, on one hand, to release some kind of repetitive, you know, questions and answer sessions to do with student work and as well as student services. On the other hand, also will help, help us to enhance our services to students from a teaching and learning perspective for lectures to focus on more high value adding activities. Yeah. 
So do you see it coming back to 100% at the end of the year, having all, all of the students and all of the staff back, or do you think it's going to take a little bit longer? I think at this point in time, looking at the situation, not only in Singapore, I think beyond the shore, we recognise, you know, the COVID situation around the world is still very challenging. And uh, the, the government have taken many precautious measures, uh, including not letting everybody to come back at, at the same time. So we're trying to also build some buffers and also trying to make sure social distancing measures are put in place. So I, I, I won't foresee, you know, at any point in time, we are looking at 100%. Rather, we are looking at a blended learning mode. You know, it's, it's a way to go moving forward. You know, COVID-19 have accelerated the digitalization for many industries. I think including education industry. So we need to, you know, really look at how are we able to, to be able to carry out education through a different lenses, whereby digitalization will play an important part in our teaching and learning. So therefore, blended learning is a way to go, you know, in view of the COVID situation in Singapore and around, around the world, and also in view of uh, the acceleration of digitalization, you know, cutting across many industries, including education. Yeah. Sounds like you have had this, you've put in a hybrid model, which actually is going to work for the future too, not only for the, the lecturers, but for the students at ITE. So it's a very positive thing. I mean, out of all the negatives that have come from COVID, this sounds like a very positive thing in the way it's supercharged the way that you're delivering the learning at ITE. Yeah, it's, it's an important learning mode right now. And also, as I mentioned before, you know, we won't stop innovating. And indeed, one of my team actually looking at developing a mixed reality app in terms of a role play. You know, in, in business training or in service training, customer service, many times we use role play as a, yeah. as a way, as a means, you know, to help students to be able to handle different kinds of situations, work situations. And indeed, we the remote learning or online learning, you know, implemented, some of these will become difficult to implement and uh, to do role-playing as a way to assessment. And, it, and this group of, of lecturers, because of that, so they came up with the idea to look at how to use mixed reality and app-based kind of uh, technology applications to simulate, you know, certain scenarios in order to help students do self-check and self-assessment, self-direct learning in, you know, in, in service recovery, in conducting customer service, dealing with, uh, you know, customers and so on and so forth. So this is our new innovations in terms of uh, how are we able to using different kind of new pedagogy, using digitization skills in a blended learning environment. I remember um, as a lecturer trialing the simulation for the, was it the, when they're doing the oil rigs and we tried it just to see what it was like. And it was so realistic. I mean, this is seven or eight years ago. This is a long time ago. So it must be absolutely amazing now. I think we went to the engineering where they had the boats and we had to simulate, well, they're simulating the safety on board an oil rig. And I remember yeah. it all, all of the, all of it crashed down because I obviously didn't do the right thing. <laughs> so okay. it was one of those experiences. But that was eight years ago. And so honestly, you, it was the first time I had used the simulation techniques for teaching and learning. So and it was amazing. I think um, IT was quite ahead of their time with that. Yeah, we we, we have a you know a games development department. So they actually work with uh, you know different different courses or, or you know different programs, you know, to look at applications in different kind of industries. You're right. You know, for instance, like oil rig and for instance, in floristry, 
for instance, in business services, you know, there's different kinds of applications, you know, we are looking at to help to use technology to, to enable the teacher learning. For instance, one of the key power or capability of uh, using a AR or VR for teacher learning is in terms of uh, some of these safety practice and protocols. You know, you remember just um, you mentioned about, you know, all rig. Some of these, you won't be able to try it out. And also you have, you cannot have any margin for error, you know, in the yeah. real life, you know, in the workplace. So therefore, AI come in the picture to help you to simulate the real working environment. And also the students will be able to practice as real or as close as possible through simulation. And in order for them to familiarize with the SOPs, familiarize with the tasks they need to undertake to make sure they're able to do it competently and rightfully. So then they will be well prepared when they go to the workplace. Yeah, so that is the power of technology. Absolutely. Now, I suppose this is for our listeners. They're, they're probably thinking, you know, IT is, it's a, it's a big institution. So I mean, how it's broken down is that these, it's four schools within IT. So it's the School of Business. Is it the School of Electronics, School of Engineering and Design and Media? Are they the four schools? Uh, we have uh, two more schools on top of this. Oh. We have also have a School of Applied and Health Science. Yeah. We have School of Hospitality as well. So design media. So these are the these are the unique schools from three colleges. And just like as you mentioned, the common schools including School of Business Services, School of Engineering, and School of Electronic and Infocom Technology. So these are the common schools within the three colleges. And indeed the seven schools actually I mentioned are covering 97 courses. It actually cutting across 12 industry sectors in Singapore. So in other words, the IT skills-based training will prepare our graduates to serve almost all industry sectors in Singapore. You name it, it's everywhere and anywhere. That's amazing. What are the most popular courses that you have on offer for IT? Uh, okay, as I mentioned, you know, our business courses, you know, definitely is very popular. You know, we, we mentioned about business services, uh, sport management. We have, uh, you know, passenger services. We have... Uh, event management, very, very popular. We also have some popular courses, you know, in the engineering sector, you know, aerospace, engineering, marine offshore. We have also have some kind of uh, uh, courses, you know, nowadays because of uh, uh, design media courses also very popular. And especially after COVID, the media courses become very hot. And now everything is ICT enabled. So <laughs> EIT now become, you know, very hot as well, yeah. And also they can do it from home as well. They can work That's from right. home for a very long time. Yeah, it's not easy, actually. So do most of the students end up going on to poly or to university or do they actually go right out to the workplace? Uh, okay. So indeed, one of the key things, you know, in the IT, in the IT system or for the matter for Singapore education system, we are trying to look at more education pathways to make sure every young Singaporean, we are trying to help them to realise their full potential and to achieve their aspiration. And uh, there's some big, you know, big picture changes, you know, across education sector in Singapore and uh, around the world. Uh, one of the key things we are talking about is very much applied learning pathways. Indeed, in Singapore context, IT students upon graduation, they can go to Polytechnic, as you roughly shared just now. And uh, after Polytechnic, they may go to university. And recently we launched a work study diploma program which is an apprenticeship program 
model after Swiss and the German model. And it's very much focused on work-based situation, work-based situ work situation-based learning. And this is part of the Skills Future movement, which was launched in 2015 by the Singapore government. It's, an, it's a national movement focusing on skills mastery as well as lifelong learning. So the work study diploma program is actually is on par with the full-time diploma program offered by Polytechnic, but it's a different pathway. It's very much focused on hands-on learning. So IT graduates upon graduating from their respective courses, depending upon their, uh, you know, their GPA, they may be able to apply for poly full-time diploma. They may able to also apply for work-study diploma program. But for work-study diploma program, as I mentioned, it's apprenticeship-based, whereby they will need to apply to a company to be employed first. And then thereafter, the company will support them to come to, you know, IT once a week or, you know, or one and a half days a week for, for a off-the-job training. And yeah. the, the rest of the time, they will be on the job training, you know, that kind of structure. It, it will take two and a half to three years. And uh, upon completion, they are work study diploma. Yeah, this is a new development in IT settings. As of today, IT offers 30 work study diplomas. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Because Singapore's a global hub, like for the airport and just for Asia and for the Middle East and all those areas. So actually, you'd be able to get some really big companies that would be able to provide these apprenticeship models. Are you, is it growing every year? Yes, yes, definitely. And uh, one of the key things you're absolutely right is uh, work study diploma will have to be support, supported by the industry. And uh, in terms of aviation, for instance, uh, we have a uh, Work study diploma in airport operations support by SATS. SATS is actually used to be a part of you know Singapore Airlines, you know, oh, and yeah. their ground services oh, yeah. operations. And uh, indeed, the work study diploma, one of the key features is co-created by IT and industry. So we also look at future ready skills. Re remember, just now we mentioned about you know digitalization skills. We make sure all of these future ready skills are waved into the work study diploma. So upon completion of this program. The trainees will not only be able to master the skills, I mean, we were talking about skills deepening of today, but also they are prepared for future-ready work uh, skill sets. You know, for instance, like all the digitalization skills uh, in business, we talk about data analytics, digital marketing, you name it. So all of these have been waved into the, you know, the program. As I mentioned before, it is co-created by IT and the industry, sec industry sectors or big employers. And also, it is supported by Skills Future Singapore, and uh, it's heavily subsidized, you know, by Skills Future Singapore. It's approved by Ministry of Education as well. So you can see this takes, uh, you know, a whole nation's approach to make sure the kind of training will be deep skill based and future ready, you know, in terms of directions. Yeah. So is the, this is sort of part of that ABC format: accessible, bite-sized, and convenient. Is yes. that correct? Yes. So this is actually part of the lifelong learning endeavor. Just now, as I mentioned, Skills Future Movement is actually, it has, has two main objectives. One is lifelong learning. It's more of a, you know, ABC format, you know, in terms of uh, make it bite-sized, convenient, accessible to employees, you know, in order to help them to be, to be able to learn as and when. The other one is very much, we're talking about the skills deepening, you know, skills mastery as to, you know, in, 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 in the modern days or, you know, in, in this, in this uh, fast changing world, you know, there's always uh, new skill sets, you know, emerging. And we make sure each and every one of us, 
including our youngsters, you know, our graduates will be able to learn and learn, relearn. So this is the skills mastery is important. You know, we will learn, we will carry out the learning lifelong. We'll also be able to deep a particular area in terms of skill sets. Are you finding that people are coming to, like, is it just for, say, for example, young Singaporeans? Are you finding that people are in the workplace and then they're coming back to relearn or to go into a different pathway? They're finding that their career is kind of at the end in a certain pathway due to technology increasing and all the rest of it so that they come back to IT to relearn, to start a new career. Yeah. So in this work study diploma, I think one of the key things is even in the program design area, you know, in that stage, we were trying to look at how are we able to develop a career progression pathway. So we recognize, you know, today's youngsters, there's many distractions in life and also there's many things, you know, they want to explore. So we make sure we will have a long-term career future for them, you know, when we design this program. That means upon graduation, they may have an opportunity to be promoted, you know, to a assistant manager, manager or supervisory role. Number two is also we are looking at, you know, for such kind of a, a skills deepening and uh, they will be able to, when they complete this program, I mean, a structured training program, they will be able to have a sort of salary increment to recognize, you know, their skills mastery, to recognize their skills deepening is valued by the employer as well. So we are trying to look at, you know, from different perspective to see how best we are able to structure the architect of the program, whereby the career pathway, whereby, you know, the, the economic value of their training and their skills mastery will be recognized somewhere, somehow along the way as part of, you know, their learning or their study of the work study diploma. It's, yeah. fantastic. it's fantastic that you're innovating it so much because I think one of the McKinsey reports mentioned last year that something like 60% of the jobs that we see now won't be available by the time my children have grown up. My children are 3 and 10 so they're just saying that the whole workforce is going to change and what you're doing at IT is changing and innovating as you need to with real world, real work learning and experience. So this is that's fantastic that you've put in this work study diploma, which actually is working as an apprenticeship. Is that what you're calling it, an apprenticeship? Uh, yes, yes. It's an apprenticeship-based, you know, work study program, yep. And it's not just traditional apprenticeship like a, say, for example, like a carpenter or something like that. It's actually for business. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. In, in, in the modern days, the apprenticeship is very complicated. As I mentioned before, you know, some of the things are, you know, we talk about digital skills. So we, you just imagine apprenticeship, you know, in terms of digital skills, is a more complicated process, you know, and also undertaking as far as employer, employee, as well as supervisors, training institutions is concerned. It takes a whole village to raise the kid. And this takes all parties to come together to design, develop, deliver, and uh, you know this kind of program in order to achieve the skills mastery. A modern day skills mastery is, is more sophisticated you know, than just like a carpenter work, yeah. Fantastic. Singapore is known for its education system, having a very good education system. And I know that um, ITE, when did CC open? It opened in 2012? Did it open in 2012? 2013. Yeah. 2013. 2013. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So what are the current trends in education for ITE students now coming through from 2013 when this you had this amazing facility opened? I mean, I was one of the first, I was one of the lecturers there actually when you were first opening, I think. Yes, was, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So some of the key things actually I mentioned, I, I mentioned briefly just now, you know, and we're looking at, uh, you know, how are we able to 
to develop and widen the applied learning pathways. Indeed, for work study diploma, we are trying to see how best we're able to facilitate these students to move to the local universities, more applied learning universities like, you know, uh, Singapore Institute of Technology, SIT, Singapore University of Social, Social Science, SUSS. So they are more, you know, focused on applied learning and uh, students who are able to do well in the more hands-on mode or in applied mode in terms of learning, they may be able to progress to even further, you know, in terms of university learning or education. And uh, just now, as also I mentioned, so because of the change of, you know, working environment, so many teacher learning will shift from classroom-based to a more work-based learning. So that means the, the, the learning, a teacher learning will focus on addressing some of these problems in the work situations, you know. So we will start with, a, you know, a problem statement, and then we look at what are the skills underpinning such kind of, to, to help to scale for student learning to resolve such kind of, uh, you know, problems or issues or challenges. So in teacher learning, we offer, we offer enhanced internship and work study programs. So in terms of, uh, in order to help students to better, you know, master the skills, we also enhance our uh, internship program, which is an industry attachment program in the past, you know, it's maybe quite short, sometimes three months, sometimes a bit shorter. So nowadays we move, all move towards at least six months of internship. So we call enhanced internship to emphasize on and also providing ample opportunities for work-based learning. So we recognize some of the teaching and learning will best take place, you know, in the workplace or in the company settings. So enhanced internship is also an important program as far as IT teaching and learning is concerned. And just as I mentioned, lifelong learning also play an important part. The ABC model also play an important part. You know, we're trying to offer some of these lifelong learning programs to our graduates and the alumni as well to make sure they will be well equipped, you know, with the changing landscape of industry. And the, the past training, we focus on technical skills. And nowadays, the focus is very much on interdisciplinary skill sets, whereby we recognize in the workplace, problem solving skills are complicated. You know, mastery yeah. of technical yeah. skills is not sufficient. You also need to have team, you know, team working skills, you also need to look at, you know, some of these uh, problem solving skills. Soft skills will play mm -hmm. also more important part in solving some complicated problem in the workplace. So therefore, students will, sh should be able to demonstrate capability in both technical skills as well as soft skills. And also some of the skill sets are cutting across different uh, disciplines. So that's also important. So we need to look at different kinds of uh, skill sets in Singapore context. The skills future or for that matter, we define this as called, we call it generic skills and competencies and the skills future framework. They call, we call GSCs. And uh, this will be underpinning skills and competencies, you know, in the, uh, to, to address some of these uh, challenges facing in workplace. So I think these are some of the important movements we are looking at to make sure students will keep abreast of changes out there in the industry. We're yep. keeping the trends. I mean, with programs like this, Singapore will have, you know, in theory, Singapore will have a very low unemployment figure. Not like, you know, say for in the UK, it's probably quite high at the moment due to COVID and a whole lot of businesses closing and there's been a few problems this year due to what it is. But actually with programs are innovating like this and allowing students to learn and come back and learn and have that work-life balance that they will have quite, they in theory would have quite a low Unemployment in yeah in yeah 
so so I think the the uh this 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 actually there's a quite a number of uh, initiatives the government have you know undertaken to address the unemployment rates. Uh, because of COVID, actually many businesses have been very affected. You know, oh, and uh, even in Singapore. Yes, yes, even in Singapore. I, I, so I, I, so one of the key things the government have undertaken is actually introduce different kind of uh, budget packages to help you know address some of these challenges. I just give you a few. Quickly give you a few examples. For instance, uh, the government offer, uh, you know, the offer financial assistance for train and place program, whereby the mid-career switchers or people have been unseated because of COVID-19 from their past employment will be offered a monthly allowance and uh, for at least half a year for them to take on a full-time train and place program for them to acquire a kind of a career-ready skills training program and uh, to prepare them for another, you know, career in another industry. So this is one. Number two is for the graduates, for the fresh graduates, we recognize the job market is not as uh, as kind of promising as it used to be due to COVID-19. So the government also offer a COVID-19 traineeship program. This is applicable to both public and uh, a private sector is called SG United Singapore United Traineeship Program. That means as a nation, we united one people. We work with one another to help you know these young graduates. So this traineeship program will last for from six months to one years. You know depending upon the nature of the job. So companies whoever sign up for this, they will get the bulk of this uh, the costing of this undertaken by the government, and um, the graduates will become a short-term training for nine months or six months or even one year, work, work in a company where they're employed by the company, they also can learn on the job, you know, focus on skills development in the workplace. And also it become a, a you know, a, a, a kind of a gap feeders, you know, when they have, when they're unable to find full-time long-term employment, they will be able to work in a company, accumulate work experience. In the meantime, they're able to, about you know new skill sets you know and uh, wait for better opportunity to ride out the storm. So these these are some of the government initiatives to help you know uh, fresh graduates to help people have been affected badly by the COVID nineteen in terms of employment. Yeah, so there's many such initiatives in Singapore. Yeah, that's very positive actually. And so IT, you'd be getting a lot of people retraining. Would you coming through the ranks at the moment? Absolutely, actually. Both IT and, and uh, polytechnics, we have been undertaking quite a number of, you know, uh, train and place programs to help, you know, the people become employed, you know, during COVID-19 to help them to prepare for the next lap of employment, make a transition. For instance, our uh, retail and online business department actually offer the train and place program for be an online retailer. It's a very, very popular program, you know. And this first intake, I think we have 20 over, uh, you know, uh, people sign up. The second intake, so every, we have a quarterly intake. So every quarter we have a new intake. The second intake last year, I remember there's over three times more, you know, people sign up. It's about 80 over, you know, people sign up for this program. So it's wow. become very popular. And uh, yeah, through this program, you will be able to become an entrepreneur in, you know, to run, uh, you know, online e-commerce or retail businesses you know, on your own. So these are some of the initiatives actually 
we as IT, we trying to, you know, offer our core business as a kind of a, a services to support the Singaporeans in, in this challenging time. Yeah. To make sure they will be go back to the you know workforce soon. Yeah. Oh, e-commerce is one of the largest growing industries. I mean, I know in the UK and the USA and places like that, that's where EDX education, educational toys have really grown in the last 12 months. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But look, I mean, I would love, I know from my own cohort, so BUO back in when we did community sports, that a lot of my students went to poly, some of them gone to the police, the army, the navy, one of them opened a restaurant. I know that there's another one that's a flight attendant, supervisor. There were very there are a lot of success stories. And I'd love absolutely. to hear some of some of your success stories over the years for students. Okay. Yeah, absolutely right. Actually, there's many successful stories, you know, of IT graduates whereby they're able to, you know, find employment, they're able to progress to the high institutions. Or maybe just give you one example, you know, in the, in the areas which we are more familiar with, you know, uh, in sports-related area. Recently, we have a, one graduate by the name of Nadira, and she has interned with Anytime Fitness uh, during her enhanced internship program in NITEC in fitness training courses. She walked through, you know, the, 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 during the period of time and uh, applied the t- different kind of skill sets in the works in real-life situations. And uh, she has been able to offer, you know, valuable programs to the uh, customers in the in in, in the uh, anytime fitness bus there. Uh, for example, she came up with a weighted vest, high intensity interval training sections, which was very popular among the clients. So the employer recognized her potential and quality, and uh, roping her to do some digital marketing program as well. So she has been able to perform very well, demonstrating her work ethics and capability, you know, in different areas. And she was she, she has made a positive impress, you know, on the employer. So upon graduating from her course, and uh, the, the the anytime finish offer her a full time uh, employment opportunity, and in the meantime, the company also support her for applying for work study diploma in lifestyle and recreation management. And indeed, she's currently work as a full-time employee in Anytime Fitness. In the meantime, she will come back to ITE once a week of the job training under the work study diploma in lifestyle and recreation management program. So she's very happy with the the work. Now she's a assistant manager in the Anytime Fitness, you know, a fitness chain in Singapore. So this, she is just one of the many successful stories, you know, among our graduates. But I think from her story, you can see the work study diploma, you know, is another new successful pathway created for students, you know, who are more inclined to, you know, focus on applied learning and the applied pathway to be able to progress further in their career as well in their, you know, education. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, the other one is that we had when we when I was doing the the course when we first started and we're getting to know all the different lecturers that were there. There were some amazing lecturers. There were lecturers that had studied and worked all around the world. So they were Singaporean and they had worked. Say, for example, I remember there was one that worked in Michelin style restaurants, and now he was going to do the food 
and um, there was yeah. a food, food and uh, like a, not like cook, it was kind of a chef apprenticeship. Then there was another one who was doing the, it was a hotelier all around the world as well. He'd been in Taiwan, yes, he'd yes. been in all sorts of places. So, I mean, you had a very high standard of lecturers there as well with a lot of experience within the field, not just within teaching. So that was a wonderful experience for myself to meet them, but also for the students to have people that have had that real life experience in each sector which also came to that was the projects that the IT students were able to undertake. So I remember, as I was mentioning before, that we did a swimming one. Was it FINA? FINA swimming. Yes, FINA World, World Championship. Yeah. Yeah, and then the other one was there was a big one with CMAS and it was, um, a, is it clubs management, the clubs yeah. management as yes. well? So Club Managers uh, Association in Singapore, yeah. Yeah, so what are, the, yeah. what are the current ones that you've been able to do during COVID? Okay, I think some of the things, you know, as I mentioned before, is some of the social and uh, sporting event and some of these uh, social activities have been affected badly because of uh, COVID-19 and we need to maintain social distancing. So in terms of the uh, physical event and activities, there's a lot of restrictions and limitations. And indeed, we are trying to pivot towards a hybrid mode of event. And also we're trying to introduce uh, virtual events you know, for students to learn kind of skill sets. We have uh, recently, we have worked with different partners, you know, for instance, uh, we have a global sign-in, which is an event tech company. Uh, we work with them to teach our students how to use uh, their platform to do hybrid event, to do live streaming of, you know, certain event. And also we are trying to work with, uh, you know, different partners to try to introduce new training and education programs during COVID-19. It's more for remote in nature. We're also trying to introduce, uh, you know, uh, micro-learning, you know, mobile learning programs to help companies to train and prepare workforce. Uh, when they, they, they are in downtime, they may not have sufficient physical, physical contact hours to train these people. So we can use, uh, you know, uh, a micro-learning, mobile learning kind of program to do self-direct learning, to prepare workforce, you know, to, to be get ready for, for, for them to be deployed you know, to the floor, to serve customers, so on and so forth. So many things actually we do are remote-based in nature, and we still keep close contact with the industry, even though COVID-19 has affected many industries, you know, very badly. For instance, sport industry, you know, club industry, uh, event industry, tourism, hospitality industry, all these have been affected very badly. And uh, with the uh, measures, you know, are kind of sl slowly loosening up, uh, some of these industries are slowly get back to its, you know, normality. But with the social distancing measures put in place, we have to make adjustment, pivot towards a more hybrid mode of events, social activities, and also with the limitation of number of people around, we will send less number of students, you know, to the industry. For instance, recently, there's some kind of international events going on, a conference going on, we will send a smaller number compared to, you know, in the past. What you did and also because of... And also because of uh, a limitation of, uh, you know, foreigners of arrival in Singapore, some of the international conferences, which are very big in scale in the past, now in the physical arrival in terms of the conference attendees are very limited. But uh, the online streaming part will help enhance, you know, the connectivity and also the outreach to international audience. So our students also will be able to help to do live streaming events, you know, and to connect with the international audience. Indeed, last year, last year during the COVID-19 uh, period, I think in November, December, 
And thus, uh, our students actually work with a housing development board in some of their shopping malls. So we did kind of a live streaming in terms of a more promotion events. It's a virtual event. Some elements are pre-recorded. Some elements actually are live, but literally there's no physical event due to the restrictions of you know, COVID-19. And, and the students through this process, they will learn hands-on new you know, live streaming event broadcasting skills indeed. And these are invaluable you know, moving forward because hybrid events will be the, the way to go. And also many a time, you know, the kind of blended learning hybrid mode will actually have to use technology to make sure whatever we need to deliver, you know, kind of customer experience, we will be able to deliver both physically as well as online. Yeah. That's fantastic. I read the other day, there's a new word now for physical and digital events. It's called physical or something or physical or something. So they're combining the two words together to now be, it's going to be the new normal for everyone. But I suppose it brings the world closer, brings us closer and closer. You know, we're more connected than ever, which is always a wonderful thing. Now, absolutely. Dr. Chang, thank you so much for your time today. Now, if anyone wants to have, if they have any questions on IT or even if a lecturer is looking at maybe learning more about the processes that you put in place, what's the best way to get in touch with you or with the college? Would it be directly to yourself or to look it up online? The website is it.edu.sg and then they could get in touch via, how would the best way to get in touch? If audience have any kind of issues uh, or matter arising, can get in touch with me. Can you can go to IT website? There's a customer service uh, hotline there. You can drop an email to me. So my email is a uh, fu underscore qiang at it.edu.sg. Uh, feel free to drop me drop me a one liner or two liners. I'll be more than happy to address any inquiries or questions and help to 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 do whatever is possible. Yeah. Dr. Chang, thank you so much. I think IT has a magical way of hands on minds on hearts. I think it's a great way for bringing students, you know, be able to have been lifelong learners and to be able to get their best out of them. So thank you so much for talking to us today. And we look forward to seeing how your all the new courses go and how it grows and develops and the more success stories from ITE. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank much. you, Heather. Yeah. Thank you for having me, you know. I, I, I think it's a very happy session with you and uh, we were trying to innovate more in terms of education innovation as well as you know supporting the industry to see how best we're able to make sure whatever we do we'll be able to value it to student learning to the stakeholders you know to Singaporean to Singapore's economy at large to support a kind of uh, skills development so that's our mandate it is a journey and the journey is ongoing and uh, there's a lot of challenges ahead so we make sure we are able to keep abreast of the changes out there. We are able to make sure we all become lifelong learner. We are make sure you know we we will be able to learn and learn and relearn. I think this is a process whereby all of us need to embrace. And with the COVID nineteen digitalization is is an important kind of a topic you know around the world and also in the education sector. So we are also trying to do our best to see how best we're able to digitalize in terms of teaching and learning and in terms of how are we able to infuse digitalization into a blended learning mode, which will be carried out, you know, not only now, but also looking forward. And uh, we also look at how are we able to, to use new digital skills to help industry to innovate, to transform, because this is also important to us. 
at the end of the day, they are the employers of our graduates. To help them is also to help our students, to help Singapore economy. Thank you very much, Heather. It's a nice meeting you today. And uh, we see you around. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. Thank you. There are so many exciting developments happening right now in education. EDX Education would love to hear from you, so do get in touch or subscribe to our podcast, which is available on Apple, Podbean, Spotify, TuneIn, and so many more. This podcast series is brought to you by Heather Welch from EDX Education, as she'd like to say, let's create lifelong learners.